The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's hard to believe, but we have arrived at Friday. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Friday, November 3rd, 2023. Friday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Martin de Porras. Born in 1579, the son of a freedwoman of Panama, probably black but also possibly of indigenous stock, and a Spanish grandee of Lima, Peru. His parents never married each other. Martin inherited the features and dark complexion of his mother and that irked his father, who finally acknowledged his son after eight years. After the birth of a sister, the father abandoned the family and Martin was reared in poverty. When he was 12, he was apprenticed to a barber surgeon. After a few years, Martin applied to the Dominicans to be a lay helper. After nine years, the community requested him to make full religious profession. Many of his nights were spent in prayer and penance. His days were filled with nursing the sick and caring for the poor. Martin's life had extraordinary gifts, ecstasies that lifted him into the air, light filling the room where he prayed, bilocation, miraculous knowledge, instantaneous cures, and a remarkable rapport with animals. He was a formidable fundraiser. He received thousands of dollars for dowries for poor girls so that they could marry or enter a convent. He was also a good friend of another Dominican saint of Peru, St. Rose of Lima. St. Martin de Porras died in 1639. St. Martin de Porras, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And we pray for the Holy Father as he fulfills his mission. May he continue to accompany the flock entrusted to him with the help of the Holy Spirit. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sin and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus, every time you accepted a dinner invitation from a Pharisee, you knew that you would suffer. After all, you could read the hearts of everyone at any given dinner party, for that matter, any gathering. Your sacred heart, overflowing with divine love, would be met with hostility, suspicion, hard-heartedness. Well, that is certainly the case in today's Gospel. We read, as St. Luke tells us, On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. What a shame that rather than enjoying your presence, 
They were there watching every single move that you made, hoping to catch you, making a mistake. Well, then that other incredible contrast. St. Luke continues, In front of him there was a man suffering from dropsy. Now, of course, we don't use the word dropsy anymore. We would say today edema, which means abnormal swelling. But what a painful word, literally. This man was suffering. And yet, as you, Jesus, looked at the hearts of all those present, you realized they were oblivious to his suffering. In fact, for most of them, for most of the Pharisees, they only saw an anonymous face. Maybe one or two of them were more sensitive and thought to themselves, the poor person. But for the most part, nothing. We could have given to most of them the nickname Iceman. You, on the other hand, you were filled with compassion. This scene shows us the very essence of hardness of heart. It makes us suffer. It also makes us be amazed, marvel at your eyes of mercy. That is what we want to get out of this time of prayer. Jesus, we want to be able to see any given situation through your eyes, through your heart. We know very well that we all have this tendency to judge, to be down on others, even without knowing them. If we need to be convinced, all we have to do is go to the nearest street corner and observe our thoughts as people walk by. Undoubtedly, we will think to ourselves, where did you buy that jacket? Which barber do you use? And why do you still go to that barber? But things like that. You could call this a kind of existential pecking order. It seems that on chicken farms, the chickens go around pecking each other in order to establish some kind of hierarchy. Well, we, undoubtedly because of original sin, have this very same tendency to judge. And yet, Jesus, you are teaching us that in order to perceive reality correctly, we need a good, merciful heart. You might recall that wonderful thought from The Little Prince, that novel that you read undoubtedly in high school. It is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. It is only with the heart that one can see rightly that we can perceive reality correctly. And so, Lord, our very first petition to you is give us that kind of a good heart, a merciful heart. We love knowing, as you've told us, that the merciful are pleasing to God. In fact, our mercifulness is the condition on which we, in our turn, may find mercy in your eyes. There is something magical about mercy. To the extent that we are merciful, we can then perceive the nobility of every single person around us. That nobility that comes from their being created in the likeness of God. One person put it this way, we should never look at a person without there being present before our eyes the entire gravity and solemnity of the things that are the objective theme of every human soul. The very profound, very dense thought, which comes down to something very simple We are all the same. No matter who we're looking at, it could be someone on the subway. We have to have before our eyes 
the objective themes of that person. We all want to be loved. We all want to be respected, appreciated. We want to be paid attention to. And so right now we make that resolution to bring before our eyes the entire gravity and solemnity of those themes that are the, the essence of being a human being. Some years ago, the Holy Father wrote the document Gaudete et Exultate, Rejoice and Be Glad. You will recall that he goes through each one of the Beatitudes, including, Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Pope Francis says, Mercy has two aspects. On the one hand, it involves giving, helping, and serving others. But it also includes forgiveness and understanding. The Pope continues, in the Gospel of Luke we read, Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Then Luke adds something not to be overlooked. The measure you give will be the measure you get back. The yardstick we use for understanding and forgiving others will measure the forgiveness we receive. The yardstick we use for giving will measure what we receive. We should never forget this, the Holy Father concludes. This is a a recipe for holiness. Giving, forgiving, understanding, ultimately seeing and acting with mercy. Another aspect of being merciful is explained to us by Pope Francis in another document, Amoris Laetitia, The Joy of Love. At one point he says, Develop the habit of giving real importance to the other person. This means appreciating them, recognizing their right to to exist, to think as they do and to be happy. We have to put ourselves in their shoes and try to peer into their hearts to perceive their deepest concerns, and to take them as a point of departure for further dialogue. This is hard. To put ourselves in someone else's shoes, ultimately to be on their side, to be really and truly wanting, consciously wanting the good for them, that takes interior life, which is why we're praying about this. Well, we have to respect different temperaments. Otherwise, we can become very frustrated irritated if another person does not respond to us in the same way we respond to them. Everything changes when we look at people through the lens of mercy. Or to put it another way, as Pope Francis says again in Amoris Laetitia, people can appear very different to us depending on whether we look at them with or without affection. Mercy is not just a praiseworthy attitude of our hearts. It is a necessary condition if we are to get to know others without the distortions introduced by our self-love. Looking at people mercifully does not mean becoming sentimental, but rather seeing them as God sees them. Then we see them as they really are, men and women with virtues that we admire, but also with defects that probably make them suffer even if they don't show it, and that call for our understanding and help. Without mercy, on the other hand, 
Our view is deprived of breadth and depth, and we diminish others. Looking at them affectionately, with love, enables us to know them better, and so also to love them better. Well, Mary, you know us so well. You already can see the resolution we want to formulate. After all, you look at us with such infinite understanding, with eyes of mercy, compassion. You want the very best for us. Obtain for us from your Son that capacity, that talent of really and truly appreciating, loving, respecting all those around us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll begin this day of prayer in just three minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On Friday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this day of prayer joining with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org, in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your your praise. praise. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us praise the Lord. In whom is all our delight. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people. The flock he shepherds. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us praise the Lord, 
in whom is all our delight. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Punish me. Lord, Lord, in in your your anger, anger, do do not punish me. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not punish me, Lord, in your rage. Your arrows have sunk deep in me. Your hand has come down upon me. Through your anger, all my body is sick. Through my sin, There is no health in my limbs. My guilt towers higher than my head. It is a weight too heavy to bear. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, Lord, in in your your anger, anger, do do not not punish me. me. Lord, you know all my longings. Lord, you know all my longings. My wounds are foul 
and festering, the result of my own folly. I am bowed and brought to my knees. I go mourning all the day long. All my frame burns with fever. All my body is sick, spent, and utterly crushed. I cry aloud in anguish of heart. Oh, Lord, you know all my longing. My groans are not hidden from you. My heart throbs. My strength is spent. The very light is gone from my eyes. My friends avoid me like a leper. Those closest to me stand afar off. Those who plot against my life lay snares. Those who seek my ruin speak of harm, planning treachery all the day long. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, you know all my longings. I confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon me, for you are my Savior. I confess confess my my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon me, for you are my Savior. But I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the dumb unable to speak. I am like a man who hears nothing, in whose mouth is no defense. I count on you, O Lord. It is you, Lord God, who will answer. I pray, do not let them mock me, those who triumph, if my foot should slip. For I am on the point of falling and my pain is always before me. I confess that I am guilty, and my sin fills me with dismay. My wanton enemies are numberless, and my lying foes are many. They repay me evil for good, and attack me for seeking what is right. O Lord, do not forsake me. My God, do not stay afar off. Make haste and come to my help. O Lord, my God, my Savior. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Do not abandon us, Lord our God. You did not forget the broken body of your Christ, nor the mockery his love received. We, your children, are weighed down with sin. Give us the fullness of your mercy. I I confess confess my my guilt guilt to you, Lord. Lord. Do not abandon abandon me, for for you are my Savior. My eyes keep watch for your saving help awaiting the word that will justify me. From the Book of Wisdom Wisdom reaches from end to end mightily and governs all things well. Her I loved and sought after from my youth. I sought to take her for my bride.
and was enamored of her beauty. She adds to nobility the splendor of companionship with God. Even the Lord of all loved her, for she is instructress in the understanding of God, the selector of his works. And if riches be a desirable possession in life, what is more rich than wisdom who produces all things? And if prudence renders service, who in the world is a better craftsman than she? Or if one loves justice, the fruits of her works are virtues, for she teaches moderation and prudence, justice and fortitude, and nothing in life is more useful for men than these. Or again, if one yearns for copious learning, she knows the things of old and infers those yet to come. She understands the turns of phrases and the solutions of riddles, signs and wonders she knows in advance, and the outcome of times and ages. So I determined to take her to live with me, knowing that she would be my counselor while all was well, and my comfort in care and grief. For her sake I should have glory among the masses, and esteem from the elders, though I be but a youth. I should become keen in judgment, and should be a marvel before rulers. They would abide my silence and attend my utterance, and as I spoke on further, they would place their hands upon their mouths. For her sake, I should have immortality and leave to those after me an everlasting memory. I should govern peoples and nations would be my subjects. Terrible princes hearing of me would be afraid. In the assembly, I should appear noble and in war, courageous. Within my dwelling, I should take my repose beside her, for association with her involves no bitterness, and living with her, no grief, but rather joy and gladness. Thinking thus within myself, and reflecting in my heart, that there is immortality in kinship with wisdom, and good pleasure in her friendship, and unfailing riches in the works of her hands, and that in frequenting her society there is prudence, and fair renown in sharing her discourses, I went about seeking to take her for my own. Now I was a well-favored child, and I came by a noble nature, or rather, being noble, I attained an unsullied body, and knowing that I could not Otherwise possess her except God gave it, and this too was prudence to know whose is the gift. I went to the Lord and besought him. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. I prayed for understanding, and it was given to me. I, I pleaded, pleaded for wisdom, and, and the spirit, spirit of wisdom came to me. me. I valued her more than all earthly power and glory. If any one of you lacks wisdom, he has only to turn to God in prayer, and it will be given to him. For God gives generously to all and turns no one away. I pleaded for wisdom, and the spirit of wisdom came to me. I valued her more than all earthly power and glory.
A reading from a work by Baldwin of Canterbury, Bishop. The Word of God is both living and powerful, and much more piercing than a two-edged sword. The Word of God is plainly shown in all its strength and wisdom to those who seek out Christ, who is the Word, the power, and the wisdom of God. The Word was with the Father in the beginning, and in its own time was revealed to the apostles, then preached by them and humbly received in faith by believers. So the Word is in the Father, as well as on our lips and in our hearts. This Word of God is living. The Father gave it life in itself, just as He has life in Himself. For this reason, it not only is alive, but it is life as He says of Himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Since He is life, He is both living and life-giving. For as the Father raises up the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to those He chooses. He is life-giving when He calls the dead from the grave and says, Lazarus, come forth. When this word is preached, in the very act of preaching, it gives to its own voice, which is heard outwardly, a certain power which is perceived inwardly, so much so that the dead are brought back to life, and by these praises the sons of Abraham are raised from the dead. This word then is alive in the heart of the Father, on the lips of the preacher, and in the hearts of those who believe and love him. Since this word is so truly alive, undoubtedly it is full of power. It is powerful in creation, powerful in the government of the universe, powerful in the redemption of the world. For what is more powerful, more effective? Who shall speak of its power? Who shall make all its praises heard? It is powerful in what it accomplishes, powerful when preached. It does not come back empty. It bears fruit in all to whom it is sent. It is powerful, and more piercing than any two-edged sword, when it is believed and loved. For what is impossible to the believer? What is difficult for a lover? When this word is spoken, its message pierces the heart like the sharp arrows of a strong man, like nails driven deep. It enters so deeply that it penetrates to the innermost recess. This word is much more piercing than any two-edged sword, inasmuch as it is stronger than any courage or power, sharper than any shrewdness of human ingenuity keener than all human wisdom, or the subtlety of learned argument. The source of wisdom is the word of God on high. Her Her ways are the the eternal commandments. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Her Her ways are are the the eternal commandments. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, increase our faith, hope, and charity and make us love what you command, so that we may merit what you promise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Necessity trumps ritual law. That's the message from the Lord in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday, November 3rd, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord shows that compassion is greater than the law. It's from the 14th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to dine at the house of a ruler who belonged to the Pharisees, they were watching him. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. Jesus spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they were silent. Then he took the man and healed him and let him go. Which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well, will not immediately pull him out on a Sabbath day? They could not reply to this. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. We are called to imitate the Lord's compassion and to never fear to demonstrate our faith. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. If someone had been asked to speak at the synagogue, the Jews had the custom of inviting him to dinner. It so happened that one day after Jesus had been preaching in a certain town, he was invited to dine with the leading Pharisees of the community. Unfortunately, their intentions were far from praiseworthy. They wanted to entrap Jesus and, if possible, catch him out in something he would say or do. St. Cyril comments on this situation, The Lord accepts their invitation so that he may reach out to those who are present through his words and miracles. The Master took advantage of every conceivable opportunity to redeem souls. These banquets were ideal occasions on which to speak of the kingdom of heaven. Once everyone had been seated, an unexpected visitor arrived. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. It is likely that these receptions were to some extent open to the public and that more or less anyone could wander in. The sick man says nothing. He asks for nothing. He simply stands before the divine physician. This, too, should be our posture and interior attitude. We need to place ourselves before Jesus. We should stand in front of him with our dropsy, with our miseries and sins. God will look on us with infinite compassion. We can have absolute confidence that he will take us by the hand and cure us. At the sight of the sick man who stands before him, Jesus is filled with compassion. He cures the affliction even though he knows that there are those who will criticize him for curing on the Sabbath. Jesus acts in a forthright manner. He pays no heed to human respect to what others will say. His critics consider themselves to be the authentic interpreters of the law. Later on, the Lord will show them that their mercy should be exercised even on the Sabbath. He provides an example gleaned from the common sense of the countryside. Which of you, having an ass or an ox that has fallen into a well, will not immediately pull him out on a Sabbath day? And they could not reply to him. We may find obstacles to our faith in the environment around us, such as envy, prejudice, and misunderstandings due to ignorance. 
our response should be the same as that of Jesus. We should not be afraid to give clear testimony to our beliefs. This type of behavior can be of great apostolic value. On the other hand, it is terrible how much harm we can do if we allow ourselves to be carried away by the fear of the shame of being seen as Christians in ordinary life. Let us not fail to make manifest our Christian faith always with humility and naturalness whenever the situation requires it. We will never regret having acted in a manner so consistent with our deepest beliefs. The Lord will be filled with joy at such evidence of our fidelity. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O oh, purify me, then I shall be clean. O oh, wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. O 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart, and afflicted spirit, and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. A A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion, Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. O Lord, I have heard your renown and feared, O Lord, your work. In the course of the years, revive it. In the course of the years, make it known. In your wrath, remember compassion. God comes from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran, Covered are the heavens with his glory, and with his praise the earth is filled. His splendor spreads like the light. Rays shine forth from beside him, where his power is concealed. You come forth to save your people, to save your anointed one. You tread the sea with your steeds amid the churning of the deep waters. I hear and my body trembles. At the sound, my lips quiver. Decay invades my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. I await the day of distress that will come upon the people who attack us. For though the fig tree blossom not, nor fruit be on the vines, though the yield of the olive fail and the terraces produce no nourishment, Though the flocks disappear from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet will I rejoice in the Lord and exalt in my saving God. God, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet swift as those of hinds and enables me to go upon the heights. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem! O praise the Lord, Jerusalem! O praise the Lord, Jerusalem! Zion, praise your God! He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with the finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow, white as wool. He scatters hoarfrost by gashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. 
He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you established peace within the borders of Jerusalem. Give the fullness of peace now to your faithful people. May peace rule us in this life and possess us in eternal life. You are about to fill us with the best of wheat. Grant that what we see dimly now as in a mirror, we may come to perceive clearly in the brightness of your truth. Oh, praise praise the the Lord, Lord, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near through the blood of Christ. It is he who is our peace and who made the two of us one by breaking down the barrier of hostility that kept us apart. In his own flesh he abolished the law with its commands and precepts to create in himself one new man from us who had been two and to make peace, reconciling both of us to God in one body through his cross, which put that enmity to death. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to to God. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. May he send his strength to rescue me. In need I shall cry out to him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord the Most High has done done good things things for me. In need, I shall cry out to him. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death 
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Let us pray. Let us adore Christ who offered himself to the Father through the Holy Spirit to cleanse us from the works of death. Let us adore him and call upon him with sincere hearts. In your will is our peace, Lord. In In your your will will is is our peace, peace, Lord. Lord. From your generosity we have received the beginning of this day. Grant us also the beginning of new life. In your will is our peace, Lord. You created all things, and now you provide for their growth. May we always perceive your handiwork in creation. In your will is our peace, Lord. With your own blood, you ratified the new and eternal covenant. May we remain faithful to that covenant by following your precepts. In your will is our peace, Lord. On the cross, blood and water flowed from your side. May this saving stream wash away our sins and gladden the city of God. In your will is our peace, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful Father, as now we bring you our songs of praise, so may we sing your goodness in the company of your saints forever. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Hey, keep the weekend holy. Morning air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.